0: They're all saving one, or most of of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth. And he gets the run away through the onside. And Somerset have won. They've
1: won the Royal London One Day Cup. Good evening, you're listening to Always Look on the Right Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening I've got Steve Tancock who's just muted himself to cough, how polite of you Steve. Dan Kingdom, the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony Gibson is currently so frustrated with Somerset's top order woes he's absconded to Portugal and is currently struggling to get connected with his hotel Wi-Fi but he should be here with us uh, any second now. Uh, So, 11am Thursday morning Keaton Jennings wins the toss sticks Somerset into bat and we're 80 for 4. After being what, twenty-five for three, something like that. Yeah, twenty-four for three, eighty for four. We s I was conscious last week that we started on quite a negative note talking about Somerset's batting. But Tom Abel's back. James Rue alongside him. What was effectively the partnership that uh, that saved the match put us beyond uh, beyond a well i say a realistic prospect of defeat. It was quite realistic at ninety for four on Sunday afternoon. These two are seriously good players, and whatever you say about the top order woes at the moment, which I'm sure we'll get on to, who would like to wax lyrical about these two Taunton boys and how good they are?
2: First, go on, Dan. You had the privilege of watching them. Well, only on only on day four. Yeah, I didn't didn't um, see too much of day one, but yeah, it's it's not surprising to me that it was those two. I think who um, sort of saw us out of the mire um Tom Abel was always you know gonna come to the party at some point and James rue you know what a talent um you know he he had a good start to his first class career you know last year um even though he t- didn't score much in the first couple of games he still looked solid i think um and he obviously loves playing against lancashire because obviously last year when mm-hmm. he made his Somerset first class debut that he scored um 70 odd wasn't it um so yeah um that obviously saw us up to what seemed at the time a good score. I mean, it obviously turned out to be maybe a little bit uh, below par. But I mean, that it may have. Uh, I, I think our bowling is as as much as Lancashire batted well. I think we did bowl quite poorly from what I saw um, on days, you know, two and three. Um, well, I thought we bowled some of the right yeah. day three? I thought day. Th- I didn't see
1: a, a lot of day two or any of day two really because I was out and about. But I. From what people said and, you know, comments from people whose mm. opinions I trust, not the, the usual sort of doom-bunkers, it was, um oh, they've not bowled particularly well at all today. Saturday, yeah. they, had a, they had a little go with a bouncer to Jennings, uh, Aldridge in particular, and a top-edge one that went into the lower tier of the triscopic stand, another one over Fine Leg, uh, and then they stopped it. So at least they were trying something, but I thought... um Siddle and Gregory, in particular, bowled really well, um, just to try and contain. Because it that pitch looked flat as a pancake.
2: It's once we took the new ball, I think that was seemed to be when when things changed on day three. I well, think. Well, we no, you what changed on day three when
1: Keaton Jennings retired her the, the, uh, yeah. the 79th over. that helped. Mm, that, that was looked like the only yeah. getting
2: rid of him. I think on day two we. It, we just looked so laboured at times on day two. Like, some of the boundaries that Lancashire batters hit were just utterly dismissive. It was a bit like a overseas pro against, you know, a third-11 bowler in a club match at times. Like, it really, it just the, the manner of how, the way the boundaries were hit, just, it felt utterly dismissive. But, yeah, as you say, yeah, we we, we certainly improved with the ball, yeah. And I think Sid, Siddle, Siddle well, um, in particular, I think, you know, he didn't he, keep, he sort of, he managed to keep a lid on things at times. Um, yeah, as he Leach? I think I we'll probably come on to him, worrying that he's yeah. finding it difficult to keep a lid on the runs, isn't he?
1: Yeah, Steve. Uh, yeah. I can't remember whether you put it on Twitter or you emailed me or texted me or whatever, but you said uh, I'm struggling to count how many sessions Somerset have won this season. I reckon mm-hmm. they won one, two, three, four. I reckon they won six in that game, so you're under two hands already.
3: Oh, I'm not so sure i I was you may be right i I just maybe I've got a bit of a mental block at the moment, but my my feeling is that okay, if we lose sessions, we seem to lose them comprehensively
0: mm-hmm.
3: if we win them, we probably with the exception of the second and third session Thursday, which goes back to Tom Abel and James Rue again, we probably edge... A couple of other sessions I agree but I I was thinking more of the season you know just at the moment I can't really remember getting into an interval that often thinking yeah we've had a decent session and I think we've crucially we've lost the first session pretty much if not every day then most days of the game and we certainly lost the first session of three of the four days against Lancashire the two that we batted, well, yeah, and we, yeah. Saturday when Jennings, as you say, was, was batting like McClaren, Archie McLaren and Anthony was waxing Liverpool about um, Graham Hick at Thornton in whenever it was now. Um, I, I think it is worrying because, it, you know, we'll come to this. There's, there's certainly not an issue here that the bowlers aren't trying, but it worries me that they can't bowl as the coaches say, bowl dry, bowl one side of the wicket have strategy or be able to implement strategies on a deck like that. But, you know, we all know that. It's sad that we're having, we're preparing pitches like that. I think somebody said on Twitter, is this a consequence of what happened against Essex in 2019? Um, I think that might be partly the case, but I think it's also a fear of James Anderson and his buddies are coming to town and we don't want to get, turned over in three days but you know unfortunately we've got hampshire to come we've got surrey to come and it's it's not going to get any easier in division one is it
1: no every side has got two or three quality seam bowels interesting that knots didn't kind of go the other way i'm not sure what, what state the ground is at trent bridge but they prepared a, a pretty much a green seam okay they've got stuart broad in their attack and a number of others, but they weren't phased by the fact that we had Craig Overton, Josh Davey, Lewis Gregory and Peter Siddle in our attack, so I guess no. it's just a case of preparing a deck for your strength, and if the opponents have happened to share that same strength, back in your bowlers to overcome it, or your batters to overcome it in the, case of, in the case of bowlers.
3: I mean, I think the positive, Ian, is that Lewis Gregory clearly is, you know, we all need to Send him cotton wool to wrap him in all between games this summer, because he's he's already passed the number of wickets he took oh, in the whole of last season, and looks a real threat. Honestly, um, the other worry is that Josh Davies injured, and so is Craig at the moment. And I'm slightly worried that you know the the vibe seems to be well, Matt Henry's going to be the saviour when he turns up. Um, I hope he is, but the the bowling. I'm equally worried about the bowling and the batting at the moment, which is <laughs> alarming, really, when you think how poor the top order's been. Is that fair, guys, or
1: do you disagree with I, I me think there? so, yeah. The, I mean, the top order... I think the top order batting uh, has always been... Uh, it's been a problem for the last few years. I mean, I don't want to start talking about Sean Dixon now, but we, we will. Um, not fair to... Actually, sorry. Apologies, Sean. If you listen, it's not fair just to blame it on, on him or pin it at His door. Um, we've been in this situation for a long time, and to think that you know bringing in one player, he's going to be the saviour when uh, you you know your number three's not doing it. I still don't know why Tom Abel isn't batting at three. I really don't. He's going to have to go there when Bancroft leaves in uh, in one game's time. So why isn't he? Why isn't he there now? I know he just scored a hundred at four, and I'm saying, well, don't move players if they're scoring runs in a particular position. But he scored. Billions of them at, at three last year, so he should be at three. I mean, I've got the averages here. They're not. They're not pretty. Lamman B, 100, <laughs> 137. Uh, best of sixty-six. Average twenty-seven and a half. Okay, not yeah. disgraceful. Not disgraceful for an opener in April. And I'm just going to let Gibbo in. Uh. Bon dia, Senor Gibson. Is that Portuguese? I don't know. It's a bit pig Spanish. So. or something. <laughs> oh, he's straight in and he's frozen. He's got his fist up as if he's angry. Are you there, Gibbo? Um, yes, I'm you've here. You've come in at an extremely apposite time because we are just going through the uh, the Somerset batting averages this season. <laughs> so we've done. Uh, Lammers is uh, 137 from six innings, best of 66, uh, averaging 27 and a half. Just saying that is not particularly shabby for an opener in April. Uh, Sean Dixon, 38 runs from six innings, averaging 6.3 with a best of 19. The leading run scorer in Sheffield Shield Cricket, Cameron Bancroft, 98 runs from six innings, averaging 16 and a third. Uh, Tom Abel, uh, four innings, 206 runs, best of 151, averaging 51 and a half. Uh, Tom Cole, Cadmore, 113 runs, 22.6, blah, 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 blah. James Drew averaging 37. Casey Ordridge averaging 72. Right. I'm going to... Don't want to bore you any more with statistics, but just going back to a point that you were making earlier, Steve, about winning sessions and 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 that sort of thing. Have we been in a position where we were dominant in a game? I know we made four forty in the first innings against Lancashire, but that was very quickly put into into perspective when they racked up five hundred and fifty odd. Oh, uh, that for me would be the. The worrying thing that we're not getting into positions to to dictate terms and and give ourselves realistic chances of winning games. Don't know how you guys feel about that, but that's uh, that's my perspective. Gibbo, it seems you're late. Do you want to have first uh, first refusal on that one?
0: Well, I, when Tom Abel and J- and James Rue were batting together, um, Somerset were dominating. But that's just about the only time that they have dominated so far um, this season and um even though they were dominating the thought at the back of one's mind was always well if abel and rue are able to get these runs against the lancashire attack how many runs are lancashire going to get against our severely weakened attack you know without uh, without overton and Davy? and unfortunately those those doubts proved to be more than justified so it you know it hasn't been a great start to the season and there's uh, no two ways around that
1: yeah <laughs> we were trying to keep things positive given no offense but uh, <laughs> just get what positive. else well, there isn't, oh, yeah I mean you know, I mean Abel and yeah. Rue batted beautifully.
0: James yeah. you know and Casey Aldridge batted very well in the second innings and so did Lewis Gregory you know and they bowled well for a time Oh, no, I lose which day I forget which day it was. Um, Friday it was
1: afternoon. Off. No, I think Friday but was after, the day... After
0: they, bowled so, they bowled so badly in the morning, and then they, they got it together later in the day and bowled pretty well. Um, and Jack Brooks and Lewis Gregory, at the start of the Lancashire Innings, bowled well too with the new ball. And then it all went to pieces. So it's, yeah. you know, we haven't... We've never looked, frankly, uh, as, as good as the side that we've been playing against. We've always been, you know, Warwickshire dominated us, Nottinghamshire dominated us, and from the, you know, after that opening burst from Gregory and Brooks, Keaton Jennings and Luke Wells completely dominated the Somerset attack, so it's, you know, there's some, some difficult decisions to be made. And it's probably just as well they've got the week off to uh, to regroup and hopefully try and get some confidence back in the group. Because I think confidence is sadly and obviously lacking.
1: Yeah, um, no game this week. Uh, our next game is North Ants at home um, week Thursday. Is that a good thing, a bad thing? If you get beat, do you want to get back out there straight away? Is this going to be a bit of a stewing week now? Are things just going to be rolling over in their minds uh, i don't know i mean it was obviously a good opportunity to work on any technical deficiencies um and things like that and you know maybe have a chat with the, the psychologist or whatever and you know get yourself in a good frame of mind but do you really need a break after three weeks couldn't they, they schedule these breaks for maybe you know after sort of four
2: or five games and they probably need them a but bit more it's seven rounds to start the season, isn't it? So I guess it makes some sense to have the break for you know the break is in the middle of those seven rounds. So I think they'll appreciate that. There's quite a few teams missing this week, isn't there? So I'm guessing they sort of intended to make to have as many teams as possible on their break this week. I think we'll appreciate the break. I think um, all our games have gone to four days so far, albeit with you know quite a lot of rain delays and stuff. I think it will be good, you know, for them to just mentally recharge a bit and just reflect on what's gone wrong so far. Um, you know, pretty much everyone really probably has some thinking to do. <laughs> I like think everyone's uh, no one's had a perfect season so far. So uh, yeah.
3: And it also gives um, Craig and Josh time, hopefully, to get fit. I mean, I don't don't know. Andy knows better than me. I'm sure that where they are in their fitness, but I don't, you know, I don't know. the extra week's not going to hurt.
1: No. Well, Josh Davey was doing a bit of 12th man and he didn't look particularly restricted in his movement on whatever days he was doing it well pretty much all days I think I don't think saw Craig at the ground so maybe he's off getting some proper physio or something like that but I think I'd be very surprised if Josh wasn't uh, um, fit for North Ants in, a, in a couple of weeks time Craig might be a bit more touch and go I don't know
2: I don't know. They were both in the squad, weren't they? So they must have been reasonably close to being to being fit again.
0: I don't know why they I
2: don't know why
0: they were in the squad. It didn't seem to make any sense to me. They were, neither of them was ever gonna play. They'd be mad to you know, with, with Craig Overton limping on his left foot and Josh Davey with a pulled hamstring. No, were, neither of them were gonna ever gonna play. Why don't they why didn't they put one or two of the, the youngsters in the squad? Squad and give them a bit
1: of a a big up well they did Casey Aldridge I thought um, his (laughs) bowling figures didn't quite do him justice 19.2 overs for 119 whatever it was uh, uh, didn't uh, I know he took one wicket towards the end but him and Lewis Gregory we've asked them to show up vacation over the over the last few years I suppose and I thought the pair of them batted really, really well on that uh, uh, Sunday afternoon. Don't think it really—they looked a lot in trouble. Really, did they? No, they, they, they.
0: He batted really, really well. But Josh Davies batted really, really well as well. What we need is some bowlers who can take wickets, not bowlers who can score useful runs down the order. And in all honesty, Casey Aldridge did not bowl particularly well, as his figures rather demonstrate. Um, and I'm not sure that Josh Davy is going to be fit for Northants. Um, so I don't know. It's all a bit depressing, really.
1: Well, <laughs> well no, he did, he did find a couple of edges. I thought he was. I mean, his fingers were a little bit spoilt by that over where he was. He, did, he, did, he was total to bowl much. bouncers. I thought he. Yeah,
0: towards the end, towards the end, he 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 did bowl much better, and he was very unlucky. Uh, you know the, he, he, he found the outside edge several times and didn't carry into into the slips and he he could easily have picked up two or three wickets but early on when he first came on when um, Jennings and uh, and Wells were cutting loose he was you know uh, inconsistent in line and length they were, he was bowling both sides and he was bowling the wrong lengths and they made hay
1: well he can uh he can learn consistency one thing I think you find it a lot more difficult to learn is bowling those magic balls that find the edge and he bowled a few of those so just cut out the rubbish keep the good stuff and we got a player on our hands a few people have uh, asked on social media about uh, Jack's seemingly lost ability to bowl dry I mean to be fair they did take a very positive approach against him particularly on that Friday afternoon are we are we worried? Are we worried about Jack? Is he is he sort of gone full Bazball and kind of forgotten that sometimes at, at Taunton he does need to do a job and bowl dry, or was he just a victim of? Well, purpose? Jason Kerr said
0: Jason Kerr said he was trying to take wickets um, rather than bowl dry. Which you know, if that if those were his instructions, fair oh. enough, but. He's got his wickets in the past on flat pitches by bowling dry mm. and frustrating batsmen into, you know, playing the wrong shot, putting the pressure on, and he, uh, he didn't honestly bowl very well uh, on a pitch that didn't offer him anything, really. But yes, I'm a bit worried about him. And um, I'm not qualified to say what the, what the problem is, but he doesn't seem to be quite a, th- a threat that he has been in the past, and he doesn't seem to be able to um, consistently keep the right line and length in the way that he always has done in the past. Yeah, I mean... And also, also, I think, you know, sides are taking a leaf. I've been saying this on commentary. Sides have been taking a leaf out of the Australian book and, and going after him. And that's, you know, that's hard on a flat pitch. It, it makes it, you know, if you're a finger spinner and you've got the opposing batsmen who are coming after you, you haven't got much in the way of a,
1: a counter. Yeah, Leachie's numbers is here: seventy-three point one overs, ten maidens, seven for three hundred and twenty. Uh, taking his wickets at forty-five point seven one, economy rate of four point three seven, which I would have, is mm. probably a good run, run and a half higher than the way we would like it to be. Yeah. Yeah. This
2: hasn't taken a fire for at Taunton since the last game of the 2019 season which obviously isn't a coincidence because the pitches since then just haven't helped him anywhere near as much have they you know spin at taunton has been dead since then because we've not been able to well we've, we've obviously felt unable to produce pitches that suit spin i mean obviously we need to try and find find that balance don't we and not go too overboard while while um you know still providing some assistance for spinners on days three and four and we've obviously just not been able to do that but Pitches at taunton have just been i don't know they're, they're sort of we've tried different things but the grounds staff haven't quite got it 100% right yet have they there's been some good pitches i think in the last few years but a lot of the time it is just too flat or in that essex game last year it was obviously a, a lot of assistance for the seamers so to, you know still some work to do there
1: yeah it seems to be that the classic tottenham pitch of the last few years is it's done a bit on the first morning and then it's it's just flattened out like it did in the, in the last game against, against Lanks it seems to be that's that's the bad Taunton pitch if you like I don't know would you rather have the, the Essex pitch from last year where you know, it was all over in the two days or whatever it was and <laughs> sides are getting bowled out for, for 100 or would you rather have 440 plays 550 plays 280 off for 6 on the last day well
0: you want you want the happy medium don't you this, you do this I mean what you want is a pitch that's that's got a bit of pace and bounce and movement on the first couple of days and then wears so that it's offering the spinners something towards the end, you know, halfway through the third day and on into into the fourth. But how do you produce a pitch like that in April after yes. all the rain we've had? I really, you know, I really i really don't know and i'm you know very reluctant to criticize scott hawkins and 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 his team we've worked so hard to get the ground fit and they're doing their level best mm. but i do yeah. i do think, you know we need we need to have i, I honestly don't understand what andy hurry and co are trying trying to uh, achieve with pitches what's all the pitch they're aiming for um i mean <laughs> We ought to, other, other sides, you know, if you go down to the Aegeus Bowl, the pitch is, is tailor-made by the former Somerset groundsman Simon Lee, <laughs> tailor-made for their seam attack. Um, and, all right, it's a very, very good seam attack, and ours probably isn't quite as good as that. But if, that is our, if that's our strength, then that something more like the Essex pitch is what we ought to be aiming for. At least, you know, that's offering the seamers something on the first couple of days. But I, I just, I don't understand. I mean, if you ask them, what's the pitch policy? We're trying to produce pitches that are as good as possible. You know, that we we reckon we can we can win games on any sort of pitch. So we want a really really good pitch because we'll win games. Well, you know, that's that's fine talk. But the last f- four days against uh, Lancashire. You know, we wouldn't have won that game it would have gone on for a week I don't
1: think <laughs> well you'd have, think your, he... you'd have missed your flight Gibber, if it had gone on for a week so thank goodness oh, it did if Keaton
0: Jennings hadn't done his hamstring God knows how many runs he would have scored
1: yeah that was particularly uh, fortunate that he did it the over before the new ball and then a couple of loose shots uh, particularly from De of got, got us back in the game on that uh, was that the third afternoon um, yeah, it's it's quite a marked distinction in the bowling between the, well, I suppose, the haves and the have-nots, if you like. Lewis Gregory, 16 wickets at 18. Peter Siddle, 10 wickets at 21.5. And the next best, Jack Leach, 7 at 45. Uh, Craig can you stick your head out the window and tell them little rascals on their mopeds to be a bit quiet, Gibbo? Uh, Craigo, uh two wickets at seventy-four and a half, JD two wickets at eighty-nine. Uh of Brooksy uh one wicket at seventy-nine. Case is not, not taking a wicket neither of uh, Tom Alamby or George Bartlett. I mean, thank goodness those two are bowling well, else we'd be, really be uh, in, the, in, the, in the proverbial. We might even be bottom of the league. if. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, right. It's early days. Do we, do, do, do we really read into it? us being bottom of the league after three games? I don't think we can. I mean, that is, Lewis,
0: Lewis Gregory's bowled really well. He's taken more wickets so far this season than he did in the whole of last season. He only took fifteen wickets last season. He's, bought, he's took six, take sixteen in the championship,
1: yeah, and bowled
0: really, really well. He could he could have had several more as well.
1: But, um, goodness, he's fit. Else, yeah, we'd have really been really yeah. been in the doo doo. But um, yeah, looking at the bottom of uh, Division One of the LV County Championship, which I thought I had saved on my phone, so I was going to speak for a bit while I find it. Yeah, Somerset bottom on twenty-two, and then Knots fifth on twenty-nine. All those sides in uh, between fifth and tenth have play three games. So realistically, it's you know you don't get relegated after three games. They don't decide on relegation after three games. So I'm not I'm not too worried. We got Northants next week, who we I'm gonna touch all the wood I can. Here should beat at Taunton. I think that is a is a massive game which we'll uh, chat a bit more about next Monday. Um well, North was
0: slaughtered by Hampshire, weren't they? There's a lot
1: of sides are gonna get slaughtered by Hampshire this year. Mm. Right. So what do if we, we can't do? Can't then? Beat Northampton,
0: then we're in we are in serious trouble.
1: Yeah, we deserve to go down. So Steve, I'm giving you the director of crickets. Hat for the next few days, what are you going to advise the Somerset players to do? Just sprung this on you. Just oh, popped okay. into my head as a good question. Okay. All right.
3: I'm <coughs> going to ask them to play Gibbo ball, because listening to Anthony, <laughs> I've now decided that Gibbo ball, as opposed to baseball, and that is that the batsmen get runs and the bowlers get wickets. I think that's a, <laughs> that's a very novel yeah. approach to cricket in the Somerset way. Um, I think I, I'm worried about moving tom abel around the order but if as you said earlier ship he's going to bat at three once bancroft's gone then i think bancroft's going to have to front up at the top of the order yeah uh, i have to say i i love tom lamonby i love the way he plays i love the freedom he plays in white ball cricket and i don't think he's in april it's fair on him to ask him to open the batting and i know he'd say if he was on that's all right steve next I game's in to may it I want to do it, well, even in May. Um, I would much rather see Lammond be batting in and around Abel and Rue in the middle of the order, because I think we'll get more out of him. So, you know, we've we've got, if I was director of cricket, you know what I'm going to say now. I'd be telling Steve Davis he's opening against North Hans. I would probably, I don't know, how do you jiggle it around? I'd certainly be paying great attention to the physios. Um, and I'd probably, if I was director of cricket and coach, be taking a long, hard look at myself at the moment because it, it frustrates me so much. You know, when Anthony said that, and the, the coaching staff said to him that Jack Leach was bowling to take wickets. And to me, that's the sort of thing we hear too often. And that's more, at the end of the day, you ascribe the tactics to fit the outcome.
1: Well, that's that's the thing. Uh, I was going to. I didn't get a chance to mention this earlier. Sorry, when somebody Chef. Said before you, but before no, you come in, it, oh, go on, then, I just,
3: I just like just one. Look, I just like a bit, of, a bit of honesty inside and outside the dressing room.
1: Well, I was going to just go back to the point about oh, Jack was bowling to take wickets on that pitch. It wasn't turning off the straight. So, as a spin bowler, how 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 was he trying to take wickets? And I don't know. the only op- the, on- to to the only way that I know to take wickets as a somewhat mediocre leg spinner of previous years is if it's not turning you dot them up and wait for them to make a mistake and yeah. you build pressure yeah. and you you, build, build pressure. you bowl 6 dot balls then you bowl 12 dot balls then you bowl mm-hmm. th- 18 dot balls and all of a sudden oh, I haven't scored for about 10 minutes and they play a bad shot if you've got somebody you know chucking it outside yeah. your off stump trying to tempt you into a big drive and, and whatnot when it's not turning. You think, oh, thank you very much. I can play three or four different... I, you know, I play T20. I can play three or four different shots to that ball. If it's I think pitching around my off trouble, stump, I've got a bit of a, a decision to make and a risk to take, but anyway.
0: The trouble... They line up Jack Leach. Take two steps down the pitch and hit him back over his head. Yeah. This is... You know, that's because he is... because. His greatest strength is that he lands the ball. Well, in previous years, certainly he lands lands the ball in more or less the same place, ball after ball after ball. That's also, though, his greatest weakness on a pitch that isn't doing anything, because you know we've got a we've got a brave batsman who can hit a long ball like Luke Wells, or Keaton Jennings, who was coming down the pitch to him as well, and and it probably helps. So, if you're a left-hander. To go after jack leach as well because he's turning mm-hmm. the ball into you so you know there's just less risk but um I, I i just i don't quite understand what the strategy is at the moment mm-hmm. with sunset candy cricket club what they're you know this business uh, when the, th- the three new batsmen were brought in dixon um Colin and and finally Bancroft I did say at the time I was a bit unhappy that those three coming in would take the places of our own homegrown young batsmen
1: now they've come in and they haven't scored any runs well I think the strategy was there because Dixon was recruited as an established championship opener Yeah, in the Division 2. In Division 2. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose you could say, well, are there that many Division 1 openers available? Probably not. I know Steve is still clutching a candle for the day that Jake Libby signs on the dotted line on a Dragon and contract. Yeah, so, I mean, there's not that many about. Okay, so we needed an opener. I think it's probably fair to say that they would have signed the best one available in the domestic market was there anybody else that realistically could have signed i don't think there is and then bancroft has come in as a sort of a late-ish quasi replacement for tom abel again an established top order player which you know to be fair that that's where we've struggled i take your point about the um you know keeping the younger players out of the team but they're all realistically lower or lower uh, middle order players you
0: could you could ask tom banton
1: to open open. i think i think you're almost castrating tom banton if you ask him to open you i think you get more out of tom banton at five or six or seven than you ever would at opening or three
2: like most of our batters.
1: well yeah that's the thing should we just all just Let's just say we won't bother. We'll just take three three players off the wage bill, and we'll say we'll be thirty for three every game. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a good idea. And uh, we are thirty for three every game. That's what I mean. We could do that and game. just not have to pay three lots of wages. Easy. Yeah. Uh, and then who was the other one? TKC, and I think he was brought in as a primarily, obviously, he was a fantastic white ball player, T twenty player. Yeah. So he was kind of brought in as to not have to sign. Uh, a blast overseas, so he kind of fills that and and slots in lovely to where Russo was last year, Um, and he obviously scored 100 down at Taunton uh, for Yorkshire in the Championship last year, so there is logic and strategy, I think, to sort of all all three of these signings, it's just when you've, you know, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make it drink, and neither of them have... all three, uh and none of the three of them have have scored the runs that they're they're capable of I don't think I mean I did, I did feel sorry for Sean Dixon uh when they went off on Saturday night I know we had a couple of chances but when you're in a, a rotten bit of bit of nick sometimes you need a bit of luck and he had a little bit of luck he got himself to 14 or 15 and then they went off well, I think it was a, a mixture of bad light and a bit of drizzle as well so instead of kind of facing one Jimmy Anderson new ball spell of six or seven overs, he had to face two Jimmy Anderson new ball spells back to back, and having to start again uh, on on Sunday morning. So I, I thought he was a little bit unlucky because you know any opening battle will tell you if you once you know you you get your runs after you've you've seen off the new ball, and you are entitled to a little bit of luck because you know the the new ball was was the action phase of that game. That's when it was going to happen with the new rock. Um, so to have to face that twice from the greatest player of all, uh, certainly the greatest English seedball of all time. It was a little bit unlucky. Oh, it was quite funny yeah. seeing him drop that catch there. <laughs> not, I'm not sure whether we should have highlighted it on social media in quite the way that we did. Maybe he could change and say, I think this was the, tur- we think this was the turning point of Sunday afternoon. What do you think? And then posted that video of him dropping that catch. But anyway, I've I've come off me long run for long enough to uh, Dan, uh, what would you uh, if you were, if you were the doc this week? Paintballing or bowling or pub crawl or? Uh,
2: it's got to be a balance, hasn't it? I think you don't want to you don't want to overtrain, you know, and tell them you know six hours in the nets every day and all that rubbish. You know, it's 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 got to be a balance of working on batting with the batting coach, while also just relaxing and taking some time away from cricket and just to refresh yourself, I guess. Um, I think I'd be now. I'd be starting to look at dropping Dixon for the next game and bringing in Goldsworthy. although I think they'll bring in Bartlett. He seems to be considered the next cap of the rank. But I think goal, you know the runs Goldsworthy scored last year, the fighting runs he scored away at Southport and away at Canterbury. It, we we're shooting ourselves in the foot by not having that in the team at the moment. So mm-hmm. I'd be thinking about getting him in. Unfortunately, there's not a second eleven game for us this week, is there? So no chance yeah. for anyone to. Sort of find some form there, Um, yeah. That's what I'd be looking to do. I I think.
3: Can I, Ian? Can I make a suggestion as a guess as to what they will be doing? I bet the batsmen are going to spend a couple of days range hitting and practicing their (laughs) white ball
0: skills. And they'll be playing golf as well.
1: Oh, good luck to everyone to play
0: golf. which is is what what they spend most of their time in Abu Dhabi doing. (laughs)
1: who told you that (laughs) 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 Gibbo? well yeah I mean if you go there for two weeks you can't really net every day can you but yeah it's they played three days worth of games had a two day game and then a double header against Essex Essex yeah yeah
2: just to be clear I'd bring in Goldsworthy for Dixon but obviously Bancroft would go up to open and Goldsworthy would probably go in a five TKC's got enough credit in the bank at the moment I think hasn't he um another game he? just about oh, yeah. he's he's shown a bit you know the first innings of, the, of this game you know, didn't Tom Abel praise him at the end of day one said that that inning sort of changed the game a bit I don't know
1: I think he's, if he, if you look at the type of player that he is is he doing what we've expected that he would do I mean if he'd come in and he'd you know block the shit out of it and scored like 17 off 145 balls in that first innings we'd be like hold on that's a bit What's he doing there? That's not the player we signed. But the player mm-hmm. we signed went out and um, how was he out first? Was that was he caught fine leg first innings? Yeah, yeah. So he played yeah. a sort I, of
0: cat- I, actually, I thought he I thought he played well at the first innings. I thought that was the that was the innings that the situation needed. you know, Counter attack. And and Tom Abel said it was that really that set up the um, the Abel and Roof uh, partnership. The fact, the fact that he took the attack back to back to the bowlers. So I thought that was all right. But the trouble is, he's you know, he goes hard at the ball all the time, and on April wickets, probably May wickets as well. If you get a nick, it's going to carry to to the slips. And uh, uh, good luck to him. I, you know, I think I, I think he should carry on playing the way he is. Um, in the same way, I'd like to see Tom Banton if he gets in the side playing that sort of way as well. You know, going going for his shots rather than batting sort of limp wristedly. So if you nick it, it doesn't carry through and all the rest of it. But um, I don't know. it's just very disappointing that we've got a completely new top, top order batting lineup who are producing exactly the same results as the old <laughs> top order batting lineup.
1: Is Goldsworthy? could we make him into an opener? Nobody thought we could make well, yeah, Why
0: not? Why not? He's got very good technique. You know, he plays with bat close to he gets a good stride in he's got he's got the temperament for it he's not you know he's not in a hurry he's quite happy to to bat time and it's just a shame as dan is saying that he's not in the side because you know he, he, he's done well for us in the past he's a local boy he should be he should be mm-hmm. being given this chance and i feel the same about Banton and bartlett as well I, i'd like to see all three in the side
1: yeah, I mean we'll obviously need another a batter when uh, Bancroft goes uh Yeah, he's not in the Ashes squad now, so that's uh, he hasn't quite got that to aim for as well. I'm not sure if he'd scored if he scored a couple of hundreds in these first games, would he have been on I'll well, say on the plane to England, he's already here but He might have been. Yeah, Was that yeah. another kind of disincentive for him? I don't know. It's all uh it's all a bit moot. But yeah, I certainly think I agree with you, Gabo. Goldsworthy could be an option to open. He kind of t- he kind of ticks all the boxes, really, doesn't he? And he's he's a bit young to be kind of pigeonholed as a. He's what twenty two, so he's not quite young yeah. enough to have been established middle order player who doesn't really want to play anywhere else. What else? Anything else on Lancashire? Then what else do we want to talk about from Lancashire? I didn't make any notes today. I forgot. Done the good partnership. Uh, we talked about pretty much every player in the squad, I think, or in that in that side. Um, AOB for Lancashire, you're all shaking your heads. There's some
0: good questions came on. in on, uh, on
1: Twitter. Oh yeah, it's about forty-five thousand of those. I say I, I, yeah. I did pick up one of those uh, new little earpiece radios. They're very good. They're quite. Uh, uh, quite nice to listen to. Uh, I hear that Anthony's offering a similar service, but you have, just have to go and stand by the door of the commentary cabin and, and keep very quiet. <laughs> and it's limited to about four or five. But that that is available. I believe the price is uh, is some uh, local uh, artisanal cider if you want to take advantage of that. Oh, how did you chat? Are you allowed to talk about your chat with uh, the big boss on Sunday? Are you being he moved? Never oh, never Gordon. <sighs>
0: We live in hope.
1: An exasperated sigh of Gibbo's determination to uh, well, rid himself. Well, it's just
0: embarrassing when you get visiting commentators. Like Scott Reeves is a very good commentator. But from that from that position, it is very hard to mm. ascertain clearly what is happening when the ball goes into the into the slips. Has it carried? Has it, hasn't it carried? And, uh, and the live stream also was not at its best for the Lancashire game either.
1: No, Spencer so said even, they are out of
0: really, really tough. So it's, it is, it's a real problem.
1: Well, the, I soon, the, the sooner they find you a new home and we can give the, uh, the commentary cabinet's it's Viking funeral, a blaze yeah. down the river Tone. It'll be a lovely day for all concerned. Well, it doesn't
0: bother me too much, but it, bother, you know, it bothers me that visiting are coming to Taunton have to put up with a, that sort of commentary position. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think we, yeah, I don't think we can uh, further any more suggestions. I think we've done that to uh, <laughs> to the extreme on previous episodes of the podcast, from uh, sticking you on top of a lifeguard chair to uh, you know up a crane. Was, or uh,
0: there's a perfectly simple solution, which is to to put the live stream commentators in with the live stream tech people. They've got a whacking great big auxiliary press off um, press box to use, and at, at the moment the tech people are occupying all of that. And, no and, uh, I, the, I like, the I like the my live stream
1: co- i like my live stream commentary watch gib i'm not giving that up sorry i can't i, can't, well, I could we'll, possibly we'll be in with us, the tech we'll go in, we'll go in, uh, no, i
0: know tech here, i know it doesn't bother yeah. me but uh, there the will Oval be a solution be i'm
1: sure well. yeah i'm sure there'll be a solution did gordon give his apologies as to what he was doing he was up wasn't he up at headingley you said and that was saturday wasn't it
0: he was supposed to be
1: there on sunday sophie love found a way back uh from Headingley to uh the county ground on sunday i think they call that a segue down western storm started off their rachel hayhoe flint campaign in disappointing fashion in a rain affected game up at Headingley on saturday
2: yeah i mean also i didn't see any of it because i was uh you know at uh at, at the county ground um but yeah i mean northern diving scored 290 in 36 overs after rain and that's uh yeah storm gave away a lot of extras The 45 extras out uh, of the two ninety. A bit like Somerset. actually we get windows mm. of extras as well, didn't we? Um yeah, a bit of a worrying start for storm. They've not um not strengthened over the winter, unlike pretty much every other region. There's overseas signings, you know, most most of the regions have got an overseas player now, including Northern Diamonds, who have uh, Chloe Tryon from South Africa who hit sixty three or thirty six. We're a storm of only lost players. They've not signed any overseas players, not signed anyone from any other regions. Um We've promoted a few from the Academy, a player called Isla Thompson plays. She's from Wiltshire. Um, I think she's Western Storm's first Wiltshire player. She made her Western Storm debut on Saturday. Um, But, yeah, there wasn't much to write home about, really. I think Lauren Fyler bowled well by the sounds of it. Um, And, yeah, Luff and Wilson sort of had the only partnership of any note. Um, So, yeah, not the best start. But this year, year though... um, the Harry Flint trophy has 14 matches per team in the, in the league stage rather than seven. So, you know, a lot more time to recover, um, this year. So yeah, a long way to go. Um, Storm's next match is on Saturday, uh, at Cardiff against thunder. And then on bank holiday Monday, they play, uh, stars, selfie stars at Bristol. Um, and I'll be there. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that double header this weekend with no, no Somerset matches. So, uh, more eyes on them,
1: hopefully. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, best of luck to uh, Sophie Luff for the Western Storm for those matches happening over next week. All uh, right, shall we delve into the listeners' questions? I don't think many are particularly uh, have a particularly positive outset, but we'll start at the bottom. Uh, Colin Smith says, uh, oh, I think we've probably done this one, Colin, the jury out on all three of Somerset's new top-order bats. Nothing to suggest they've offered more than the homegrown players they've replaced. I hope you've uh, answered your question already, Colin. Andy Cleave, we have to save ourselves. Save ourselves. Common theme this season, top order batting collapses to get to losing positions. It would be nice to dominate for four days. Uh, Andy, it would be nice to dominate for one. Um,
0: Session.
1: uh, Question from Steve Tanker, just to work out how many sessions we've won this season. Steve, can you answer Steve's question? We we were, we reckon we dominated uh, this might be before you jumped on, Gilbert, we reckon we dominated six or one six sessions at least against Lanks. The last two sessions of Sunday, the last two sessions of Saturday. Last
0: two sessions of Sunday.
1: That's a, Well we we,
0: were hanging on hanging on. Well, yeah,
1: we didn't lose many wickets, did we? We got the draw, so it's technically yeah. I all don't right. think we were we were dominating. Oh <laughs> I right, got the winning we were hanging, sessions hanging then. On. Fifty-two forty-eight, winning the sessions uh, Ernie Cleave wonder if Jason Kerr thinks we can win this game oh I think that might not be a question I think that might just be a set a, question, a comment that's come in on, earlier, right? on Saturday oh yeah Dave from Cork who is no longer Grumpy Git hello Grumpy Dave uh, the Grumpy Git moniker is now available on Twitter should uh, any Somerset fans wish to claim it yeah bottom of the league uh Andy Cleave is not panicking. Next game's a big one, need to beat Northampton out of two away matches. Uh where are we going next? We are going to John Hayes. Can we blame this long drawn out uh, this long drawn out draw on Sir Alistair Cook and Ryan Tenderscarter who had a results pitch that produced two England spinners. Enter Snitches there after dormant pitches we did that a bit earlier didn't we Steve you kind of brought that up out of schedule
0: you're not going to you're not going to produce spinners pitches in um, April are you
2: no matter how hard you try no because in the the, the peak cider of bad years were very much seamers wickets in April and May and June, and yeah. then it was sort of the spinning pitches came in sort of in the second half of the season, didn't they? And uh, well, I'd love to go back to that in a way, because while those pitches weren't, you know, people say, oh, they weren't great for English cricket because you need to give the batters more of a chance. They were great years for entertaining cricket. And obviously yeah. Somerset generally won in those years, sort of 2018, 19, 20. Um, but yeah, so it's a shame we can't go back to that. But hopefully, eventually we can find the right balance again. Do
1: you wonder how yeah. much of a diktat is coming down from Lord saying you need to produce these kind of pitches? I wouldn't imagine that would get. Has it got any authority? Can they do yeah, that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because um, obviously, Richard the, the Baz.
0: Baszball... Richard Gould. I've spoken to. I've discussed it with Richard Gould, and and he wants to see counties producing pitches that encourage spin bowling and good games of cricket you know he, d- he didn't want to see roads where batsmen just score loads and loads of runs not a warwickshire
1: far. fan then is he get it roads never mind carrying on then <laughs> 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 wah, 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 wah. Um, yeah but just go about i mean the, the 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 diktat from mccullum and stokes was oh to the test grounds for the ashes oh we want flat pitches we want fast flat pitches Um, that we're going to, you know, play basketball on, whereas the counties are sort of going, well, hold on a bit. We are a different ecosystem to the Test Arena and we we have to, you know, consider obviously what our members want, which I think we can all agree that the roads we're playing on at the moment aren't producing particularly exciting cricket, although if we did start playing on green seamers and um, we're getting uh, stuffed every week when the likes of... um, um, Abbott and Abbas et al. come down to Taunton Boot might be uh, very shortly on the other foot but um, yeah. I think they just need to hold a a member's ballot say what type of pitches do you want we all vote and then nobody can complain forever that would work for me fast
0: fast and dry fast pitches that are dry pitches that will start to crumble a bit on days 3 and 4
1: Sounds good to me. Uh, Andy Cleave again. Do we need to produce pictures of more life in them for our bowlers going forward? Uh, which area in form concerns you most, batting or bowling? Uh, I think we've done that. Uh, everything, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Feeling's good. Uh, Harry Hayden. Oh, he's got three. One, the state of the outfield. Looks more like a beach in the first class cricket. How are we going to host T20 games? Uh, it looked a lot better uh, than it did uh, for Warwickshire. Although... That's not saying much because it was in a pretty abysmal state for Warwickshire. So what's concerning me is when you see the bowlers running in or the ball being hit into the ground every time. It, it's there's a puff, a puff of, of sand. sand coming up. I, that's that's really worrying for me because these are on the areas of the pitch that haven't been affected by that lack of sunlight um, due to being in the shade what's, of the markers
0: the commentators so I can say whether it's carried to, to you know if it's to Nick whether it's carried to the slips or ah, not. You is, see is this up.
1: some sort of um, budget DRS that we're trying to bring into the, to the championship <laughs> <laughs> stick sand everywhere and if you see the puff of dust it's it's not carried Uh we still have no clue as to our optimum batting lineup. Harry join the club mate and why do our yeah. director of cricket and coach consistently fail to get the best out of our team Good question. Very good question. I don't think it's one that we've uh, we've got the answer to. Uh, what are they going to do about the shambles of an outfield, especially the hidden depths under the black tarpaulin? That's from Ronnie Prentice. Yeah, we, I'd have thought those black tarps would have been up by now, unless they are...
0: I think it's a growth sheet. Yeah, yeah. I was going
1: to say they're not... They're Maybe it's a, not a tarpaulin. Yeah. I think they it be going up through it. I'll have a proper look next time, but from a little... Way away, it did look like it was a germination sheet rather than some sort of yes. tarpaulin yeah. to, to cover it. So, go there must be absolutely no grass under it if they got one of those on for three weeks. Uh, right, oh, Dave Wyatt, why has Jack seemingly lost the ability to bowl dry? Done that one, presumably means leech. Would you drop Dixon for North Ants? Yes, over the next two games. Who opens versus Lanx? Uh, oh, I, I don't know uh Lamanby and bancroft for me because he's going to play bancroft you can't you yeah, know that's
2: when that's when bancroft's gone isn't it i think that's why he's asking
1: oh versus Lanx oh yeah uh, oh yeah. god i don't know <laughs> goldsworthy and <laughs> davy i don't know um <laughs> uh, i'll tell you what i'll tell you what david will uh will answer that the uh, podcast before the lancashire game How many more chances for TKC? I think we dealt with that. He's that kind of player, isn't it? He's that counter-attacking type of player who is going to uh, give you a chance. But uh, I think the upsides far outweigh the downsides of TKC. Uh, Another one about Jack Leach. from Bob Deep Pledge, we've done that one. Ian Scuvill, do you agree that Dixon... I'll tell you what, we should only do the best five next week. The trouble is they all come in and I'm going to have to sit through them and I, I can never be bothered to do that. Do you agree that Dixon needs to be sent to the seconds? Yes. Only as a spot game if he gets some runs there? Yes. Would love to see him drop for Banton next game. Think he deserves a chance. Probably not Banton opening. Maybe somebody else. Anybody else got any comments on that? Are we...
0: Hi, I don't care where Banton is. I just think he needs to be given a chance. He's worked so hard on his Red Bull game and he needs to be given a chance to
1: show what he can do. His last innings was in Red Bull cricket, it was a century. I'd love to see him in the side as well, Gil. But I don't think it's fair to ask the lad to open the batting when he's because he, no. he he scored runs at in Red Bull think, Cricket yeah, before, but not him. opening. Yeah, I know he'd say I'll oh, do anything for the team. I'll take a chance. Yeah. And if opening means being in the team versus not opening and not being in the team, he's only going to say, I'll oh, well, I'll open to be in the team." But I think he's he's more of an asset for Somerset you know, coming in after a quality opener and a quality top three have put together a partnership and the opposition are absolutely knackered and we're, you know, 350, 400 for four or whatever, and then putting some tired bowlers to the sword. That is a, when you get the best out of Tom Batten, I would say. It's
0: a better player than
1: that. He can do for Somerset
0: what Zach Crawley does for England.
1: Is <laughs> that Crawley does go He runs for England.
0: Right, right all
1: right okay but I, I
0: but mccullum and Stokes stick by him because well that's true when that's he that's
1: does only score, because rob, rob key scores plays scores. Da- golf with his dad allegedly anyway moving all right we've all got uh we've all got, oh, he got he got a
0: fairly useful 175 the other day zach crawley yeah but that was they made
1: a super flat pitch for him that essex got about yeah, four, three million on and it was a Boring draw, but but anyway, moving on. Uh, Simon Hancock, oh, our team's expecting too much when OZ's battered to jump into English conditions. There's hardly any preparation to start scoring runs. Do we really get a lot of value from bringing in a player for a handful of games? No, yeah, I think we go back to the Bancroft strategy being, uh, Steve Dan, if you want to jump in at any stage with any of these, <laughs> do feel free uh, to get a lot. I no.
2: On Bancroft, he 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 has obviously just scored nine hundred and forty-five or so runs in the Sheffield Shields. So he was in form, obviously not in form in English conditions. But the only way he can get mm. in form in English, English conditions is obviously to play English conditions. But the problem is, as you said, as Simon says, in a short stint, you know, by the time you found form, it, it might then be the end of your stint. I reckon he's going to score a century against Northants. I, I said this the other day. I think he's going to score a century against Northants Bancroft, and then uh, yeah, he then be. that'll be didn't a run, for him. Didn't
0: get any runs for Gloucestershire. Didn't get many runs for Durham either.
2: Both second division size. Mm. I suppose Somerset will say that they reckon he's improved since then. Um, well, he hasn't shown much sign of it. No, no. Anyway, I'm going
0: to have to go.
1: Give yeah, well, our We all destroy. are. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy Portugal. And just one more question <laughs> from uh, uh, from Kit Harris about Showa Bashir. Should we bring Showa Bashir in?
0: When Jack Leach is no longer available, Potentially,
1: well, whenever. I don't know. It's going to be difficult to get him in the side where you've got Matt Henry and Peter Siddle. But a good start. Has 90 wickets for the second 11 since his debut in September, an average of 9.05. Is he he overseas then? No. No, no. No, he's not overseas. No. No. No, but I just mean with the... the Well, you need a spin bowler. Yeah, but with the congestion of bowlers, could you play... Two, you can't really play well, two spinners
0: yeah.
1: who knows right Cheers. check it under the hour AOB guys Gibbo's gone uh, I quickly
2: that, just quickly mention the Somerset women were meant to play this weekend uh, but didn't, they were washed out once again which is a massive shame um, their final attempt at a group match in this uh, women's county 20 is uh monday the 8th of may the coronation bank holiday throw away to wales at any i think hopefully i pronounced it right in C store cc swansea it N- no it's, no, no, it's <laughs> what y-n-y-s-t-a-w-e in store it's i'm pronouncing it
1: Innistoway. yeah, it could be that. Yeah, it, um, is, it is that. I used to live in Swansea. In oh, okay. Fair enough.
2: I've never heard of it. That's before. probably got to be completely wrong. Um, so yeah.
1: and I've just absolutely <laughs> set myself up to be uh, <laughs> slaughtered by any Welsh listeners that we got. I'm, pre- I'm 99% sure it's Innistoway. So we'll say it again estaway to watch Somerset Women on Bank uh, Day Monday in a week or so's time. Joe, you know it's been a bit of pleasure? 8th of May. 8th of May.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: thank you, right. Cheers, everyone. Catch you next week when we'll have a look ahead we'll to uh, North Fans. Cheers. Bye. Bye.